Good evening, Patriots, Freedom Fighters, throughout Saskatchewan, across the country, and around the world. Hang on, i got to shut my dog up. All right. Hopefully he listens. Anyways, uh, yeah, I thought, how's my sound, by the way? Hey, Mary, good to see you. Good evening, Glenn. Evening, Suzanne. How's my sound? I, I'm on a. I got a new microphone that I'm trying out. Um, so just let me know how the sound is. If it's if it's good. If it needs a little work. Uh, yes, I'm sure you do. I'm sure everybody here can read the lips of what I was saying to my dog. Uh, so yeah, let me know how the sound is because I'm curious. Super good. All right. Good. We like that. Yeah, so they, uh, from what I understand, they not only caught him, but he's dead due to self-inflicted wounds. Mercedes from Global has just reported that uh, a little while ago on Twitter, that, uh, that he's dead also, which is, you know, probably the best outcome we could ask for. Um, given the pathetic joke that is our justice system. Uh, Val McKinnis, good speech I seen today. Which speech was that, Val? I'm not sure which one you're referring to. I didn't give a speech today, so maybe it's from a video that you saw. I don't know. But, yeah, I can tell you from firsthand experience that the Canadian justice system is a farce. It is a joke. Um, you know, this Miles Sanderson um, criminal, to say the least. Yeah, they did, Glenn. But it's this is regular operation. I'm going to tell you how they operate. Um. This Miles Sanderson character was charged, convicted uh, 59 times with violence, assaults, uh, you name it, 59 times. Um, so people, are, of course, are asking the question, how, how can he be let go? How can he be released? Whether it's statutory release or it's on parole. Um, because here's how it works. Our federal government, our bureaucracy, has been completely overrun by liberals. And liberals love to fudge numbers. Liberals love uh, to skew the stats, to justify their ideology, to justify um, their narrative. And so what they do is they encourage, um, you know, through whatever means, coercion, bribery, nepotism, you name it, they encourage people within the system to release people as quickly as possible. Because in, in the liberal frame of mind, they're only doing their job 
if they can say that they are rehabilitating all of these inmates and convicts. And so they need to skew the numbers. They need to say that, yes, we have released so many of these people. And even this Miles Sanderson character, this is how badly they fudge numbers. They are going to say that his release was a success because he's dead and he won't be able to reoffend. That's how they'll use the numbers, right? Because he's not going if he's dead as as is reported, then he won't be going back to jail. So they'll consider just in the numbers that his rehabilitation has been a success. <laughs> I know it's insane. I know it's insane because I, I've worked it. I understand how these people operate. The whole system is overrun by liberals and communists. And their only objective is to release as many of these shit rats as possible because it helps feed their narrative, right? I mean, there's professors at university that have made a whole career out of promoting the Canadian justice system as the benchmark for justice around the world, right? Because they release so many people and so many people, once they're released, they go to the street and they die, they overdose, they get shot, they get killed and they don't come back. They don't, so the, so they've been rehabilitated, right? According to the numbers. And regardless of how many people they kill or injure or assault or um, otherwise harm, uh, that, that doesn't matter. What matters is this recidivism rate that they can claim all of their lovely programs and all of their kinder, gentler corrections um, is doing is rehabilitating these guys. And I'm telling you, working in the inside for as long as I did, um, it's a farce. It's an absolute joke. Um, if, if you actually, if the Canadian public actually understood how bad it is, um, I'm, I'm convinced that the majority of Canadians would demand justice reform. I mean, this guy's the perfect example and liberals will spin it and whatever they do, they do. But I mean, here's a guy again, who had 59 convictions of a lot of it violent and he was let out. Even the parole board were concerned about his risk of violence, but they let him out anyway. And that's because the system is completely broken. It's completely broken. It's now guided by liberals and communists who could care less about the people that are hurt by these people they're letting out. They, they could care less. It's all about the numbers. It's all about being able to say on a world stage, because the Canadian bureaucracy, Canadian politicians love to trumpet to the world how wonderful our correctional system is and how wonderful our justice system is. And, and they pad it and they pad it with these stats and with this data and it's all skewed and it's all, it's all fake news, all of it. Um, very, very few, I can tell you through 25 years of experience, very few inmates in my direct experience walked out of the doors of prison on parole or on stat release or on full release rehabilitated. <laughs> 
it's it's a joke to think that there's any actual real tangible rehabilitation happening in those in those places it's all virtue signaling it's infected the whole system it's based on fake news it's based on virtue signaling what they can convince what narrative they can come up with what perception they can instill in the masses to claim that it's a wonderful system and it's all fake it's all fake uh the number of <laughs> the number of inmates that left prison see because what happens is these people and yeah a lot of them are brought up in horrible conditions so there's no surprise that they are leading a criminal life and they start early they start in juvie they graduate from juvie into the provincial system and then throughout the provincial system however time much time they spend there uh, developing their craft whether it's selling drugs or it's robbing people or it's breaking enters or it's gang activity um, it's all status, right? In, in the joint. Back when I started, um, you know, you go in a little bright eyed and bushy tail that you're going to have an effect and you're going to have an influence and, and, uh, a positive effect on these people. And, and as you, go through that experience and as you get some time in you get you get a little cynical you get a little calloused you get a little bit uh, toughened by the environment but i was always of the opinion that you're never going to rehabilitate successfully any of these guys until you can segregate them from each other because whether they like that to admit this or not, our prisons in Canada are criminal trade schools. It's what they are. It's the recruiting, the recruiting centers for gangs. It's all about status. When you're in prison, it's about status. And 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 the amount of people that I've watched get conned by these criminals, by these sociopaths, by these psychopaths, uh, is phenomenal. Um, uh, it, it's, it happens regularly, ongoing. And until you can segregate these people from each other, where they're you know, there's three or four regular correctional staff that are with this inmate or that inmate or all of them, um, working with them, pulling them out of their criminal element. Until you can do that, it's all window dressing. It's all theater. It's all virtue signaling. Because you're cramming them into these prisons. And, and of course, we don't have the resources to handle these people one-on-one, -on -one, segregating all of them from each other. We don't have the resources. Um, so they're stuck in these warehouses. They're stuck in these gang recruiting centers. They're stuck in this criminal uh, trade school um, where they're, they're gaining status in the criminal world, right? And... Each sentence, they're getting a little bit more credibility and a little bit of more pride in what they do. It's a true story. I, I watched it. I watched it firsthand um, for 25 years. And, and the door just keeps revolving, right? We kicked them out because we've re rehabilitated them. They've gone through all of the programs. They've gone through all of the steps and everyone's happy and proud of themselves 
because they've rehabilitated crazy Johnny. Um, but Johnny goes out, and what does Johnny do? Johnny reoffends again. Or Johnny overdoses, or Johnny gets stabbed to death, or he gets shot to death in a drug deal gone bad. Um, you know. And and then if they don't come back, they're added to the numbers that have been rehabilitated. And that's the that's the joke. Um this idea that that our system is somehow uh, rehabilitating all these offenders is, is a farce. It's a complete farce. What we need, actually, as far as I'm concerned, and in my opinion, is we need not, uh, way tougher sentencing. I mean, this, for example, if this Miles Sanderson survived, which it sounds like he's dead, but if he lived, and went back to jail after killing 11 people, uh, including his partner, um, he would still be, the maximum he could serve is 25, right? They get a life sentence, but the max is 25. So when you hit that 25, it's, you know, you're still under supervision, but out you go. Because that's the maximum you can sentence anybody in this country, which is insane. The guy killed 11 people. What are 11 lives worth as far as, like, what's justice? You know, uh, I think there's a place for the death penalty in this country. Uh, and again, that's just my opinion. I know it's not widely shared. Um, but I think in certain cases, like this one, for example, you know, Turns out he, he got a death sentence anyways, self-imposed. Uh, but in cases like these where, you know, guilt is unquestionable and the acts were so heinous that the only form of justice would be the death penalty. And uh, I, I mean, at the very least, stronger sentencing parameters where these guys don't get out ever. Hang on, I gotta yell at my dog again. Yeah, so, you know, um, and of course, when we talk about this, we have to talk about um, our native folks because they make up a good percentage of the population in prisons. And, um, you know, they like to blame whitey. They like to blame white people as colonizers and settlers and all this, whatever. Um, it's the government. The government is to blame for socialism our reserve system in this country has completely ruined uh, the lives of our First Nations. Completely ruined it. Socialism kills. They can't even buy their own property on reserves. They're completely dependent on government, and government likes it that way. This is precisely an example of what they want to do to the rest of us on a global scale, right? If you can imagine what and how the First Nations live on reserves, and most of them are horrendous, there are some good ones, but that's because the chiefs are good and have integrity and actually have a sense of responsibility. Um, for the most part, a lot of them don't. That's just a fact. Sorry if you don't like it. Um, so it's been government that have created the conditions through socialism, through this dependency on government, this welfare state of dependency on government that's created the situation 
and, and they talked about it, you know, um, some of the people that they interviewed, this uh, generational trauma. And I, I don't doubt it. I don't, I can't imagine living in the conditions that a lot of these people are living in. Um, they like to blame us, but if there's to be any blame to go anywhere, it should go to government for implementing socialism with our First Nations people. And this, this creating this dependency on government and if you can, and you can see the contrast between the majority of reservations and the few that are excelling, the few that are prosperous, the few that that want to make a difference. Um, there's that one by a Soyuz. I can't remember the chief's name, but phenomenal chief. But he actually expects responsibility by the band members by the people that live there. If you want something, you have to work for it. It's not just handed to you on a silver platter by the government. And But governments love this because they want people to be dependent on government. This is why when we talk about self-reliance and self-determination and independence and community, that's why it's so incredibly important that we re we oppose vehemently and vigorously this idea that government is going to control everything. We know. Get government out of your lives. Keep them out of your lives. Government should only be responsible for protecting our borders. Government should only be responsible for a few files this idea that government should be in charge of everything I mean, reserves are the perfect example why not why government should be nowhere near people let people figure things out we always have and we always will much better than some bureaucracy that's pushing an ideology I, it, and, and yeah, there is no justice system. It's not justice. It's not. Ju I mean, the only justice in this is that both of those two that killed these people uh, are dead. That's the only justice in any of this. They'll never hurt anyone again. And they're going to save us a bunch of tax dollars by not having to look after them for the next 25 years in prison. So that's good. Um, but again, it's, it's the, it's the bigger picture that it's a perfect example. All of these, I mean, you know, you know and look at our prisons, it's 60, 70, some cases, 90%, uh, first nations are, are incarcerated, like just incredible rates of incarceration, but they always want to go after these band-aid fixes, right? Like you're going to you're going to treat it's just like our healthcare. You're going to treat the symptoms instead of the root. They ne nobody wants to talk about the root problems in all of these things. It's just these band-aid fixes on on the symptoms, right? Like alcoholism and drug abuse and violence. They're all symptoms of a much bigger problem that we have to address and it government isn't the answer community is the answer responsibility is the answer and and this this forever revolving argument that it's it's whitey's problem that we created that no no we actually our ancestors the colonists and the settlers um, were part of the, creating the best civilization humanity has ever known. And that 
should be celebrated. That should be promoted. Instead, we are created as the scapegoat. We're created as someone to blame for their bad decisions. And this feeding this this resentment and feeding this division, that's what government does. That's what government feeds. They feed the division. They feed the resentment. They feed the hate toward us because we created something like Western civilization, the best civilization humanity's ever known. And we're supposed to feel guilty about that. We're supposed to feel guilty because we brought progress to the new world. We brought opportunity to the new world. And I'm not saying that it was all, you know, roses for everybody. Obviously not. And, and were there some, some individuals? Like, I mean, you look at Louis Rail, I tend to, we were always taught up in school that Louis Rail was a traitor. When I look at that scenario now, he was fighting the government. He didn't want the thumb of government dictating to his people the terms of their lives. He wasn't a traitor. He was fighting for his people against the government. But the government had taught us for decades that he was a traitor. That the government was righteous and they're not. They're never righteous. The government's never righteous. And so... We have to look at things. We have to start thinking for ourselves. We have to start checking out of the mainstream narrative uh, created and promoted by the media. We have to check out of that. We have to check out of the government matrix. We have to check out of this. And we have to start, you know, looking after ourselves, looking after each other. Outside of government, the government has to be smaller. The government needs to be responsible for far less than they are. If we're ever going to deal with any of these issues. And this is just a byproduct. This whole Sanderson thing is just a byproduct of a system failure. That's what it is. Complete system failure for decades, for, for centuries. Complete system failure in too much government, too much bureaucracy. I mean, I think Trudeau ran the last two elections that he was going to make sure that reserves have running water in 2020, 2022. Has any of that happened? Has any of that happened? I don't think it has. It's amazing to me that there's people in our country, one of the wealthiest and should be one of the wealthiest countries on the planet, if we actually were focused on prospering and looking after each other, that we have people living in communities that don't have fresh water. Like, Think about it. That's not your fault or my fault. That's the government. Because it's an enormous bureaucracy. We're sending billions, hundreds of billions annually to foreign interests to look after other countries. And we don't have communities in this country, in this province, that don't have running water. 
and we're sending billions to the UN, we're sending billions to the World Economic Forum and their pet projects and to NGOs and corruptly diverting funds to NGOs to fulfill an agenda. We're allowing them to suck as much wealth from, from us as absolutely possible. And then we bitch and whine and wonder why we don't have running water in communities across this country. We don't have fresh water. We have a, a food problem. We have an, a, an inflation problem, a cost of living problem, a homeowner problem. Think about it. These people that live on reserves, they're not even, they're not allowed to buy their house. They're not allowed private ownership. What, what hope do they have? The government has strangled all hope or purpose or motivation to lift themselves up. The government has put their boot on them. So they don't. That's by design, folks. That's your government. That's what they are. That's what they've created. And somehow people think more government is going to solve these things? The NDP in this province thinks more government is going to solve these problems. You got to get your head checked. If you want and think that a larger bureaucracy is going to solve these problems. The government doesn't solve problems. The government creates them. We solve problems. Get government out of our business. Communities will solve problems. Let people buy their homes on reserves. Dump the Indian Act. Get rid of it all together completely. It's the most racist document. It's, it's hilarious to hear our government, the liberals, the conservatives, talk about how they're not racist and virtue signal till they're blue in the face. But yet we still have an Indian Act. We still have an Indian that prohibits people on reservations from buying their property, from buying a house. Prohibits, can't do it because of socialism. Because the government wants to continue to control all aspects of their life. And that's the system that's being promoted globally. That's the system they want for you. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Just as happy as the Sanderson boys. They seem pretty happy. That's exactly what will be created by this. And they know this. To them, it works in their favor. So this idea that we need more government is insane. We need less government. Get the bureaucracy out. Stop relying on government. What if we, what if we went back to a system where you paid very little in tax and you kept the majority of the money that you make and communities actually came together and actually worked together, like they've done in some reserves, where they reward responsibility, where they promote prosperity. I mean... Every First Nations band from Alberta to the West Coast, where they're putting in the pipeline, every single one of them voted in favor of the pipeline going in to get our resources to Tidewater. Every single one of them voted in favor. Why? Because they want their bands, they want their people to prosper. They want opportunity. They want prosperity.
They want hope. And then the NDP sweeps in and all of their Antifa and all of their eco-warriors and all the liberals to try to put a stop to it. It's like telling the First Nations, you can't do this on your own. You can't prosper. You must remain under the thumb of government. That's what the NDP represents in this province, in every other province in this country, and federally. That's what the NDP is. More government. Our SAS party in Saskatchewan is not a whole lot different, as we just witnessed for the last two and a half years. They want more power. They want more tyranny. It was actually the NDP that were pounding their fists on the table for more tyranny, more lockdowns, more mandates, more restrictions, with zero opposition in government. Zero. So, yes, this whole issue, everything I'm talking about, is related to this election I'm in. 100% it is. Because we need to get somebody in that's going to have a voice of, that wants smaller government, that wants government out of our hair. How about promoting the idea that people are given and, and it's promoted as such that people have the right to defend themselves. Hang on. Why not create a scenario or a situation where people feel confident that if an intruder busts through their front door with a weapon, that you defending yourself and your family can shoot them dead to protect yourself and family and the rest of the community for that matter, as we just saw with this example. Just think if, if people felt comfortable that the justice system wouldn't then turn on them in the event they did that. See, this is about responsibility. This is about taking care of our own and rather than depending on the state for that protection the state can't protect you obviously the state cannot respond the police hired by the state cannot respond to these situations obviously uh, fast enough quick enough to prevent anything so all those people with the frame of mind that if I stop these guys with a gun, I'm going to jail. So what do they do? They're all lambs. They're all lambs waiting to be slaughtered. Instead of somebody stepping up and saying, okay, this is the intent of these individuals. They've, they've, They've obviously proved, I'm going to stop them in their tracks. I'm going to end this carnage, this chaos, this mayhem. I'm going to stop it right now with a couple of bullets. End of story. Why aren't we moving in that direction? Why aren't we allowing and promoting the idea that, yes, you can stand your ground. Yes, you can defend yourself and your family but with intruders coming in, you can shoot them. Shoot them dead, and you're going to be fine because you're well within your right to do that. Why don't we have that? And why aren't we moving toward that? We sure should. I'll tell you why. Because they want you dependent on the state. Why do you think we got all of these alerts on our phones coming from the state? Coming from the state, right? Because they're, they're conditioning the masses. Hang on. Uh, 
They want you conditioned to rely on the state for everything. That's their way of getting this ingrained in you and the masses that it's up to the state. The state will take care of it, which obviously they didn't. Obviously they couldn't. It took them just about a week to find this guy <laughs> after he killed his partner. At least that's what we're led to believe. Nobody really knows, but but this is the this is why they do this because they want you to believe in the state. They want you to be dependent on the state. They want bigger government. They want government to be the end all and be all, rather than self reliance, self determination, independence community right that's i've said this i don't know how many times that's the antidote to globalism that's the antidote to socialism it's the individual and it's the community that the individuals are 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 creating and so they don't want you defending yourself they don't want you to feel comfortable defending yourself because if anybody would have stopped Miles or the other shit rat, whatever his name is, uh, at the first house and shot him dead, that person would be charged and sent to prison on remand, awaiting trial. And, you know, who knows when that's going to be, right? So everybody second guesses themselves when it comes to defending their family. Because they don't want to end up in prison. What a horrible situation that people are put in. Like lambs to slaughter. Like lambs to slaughter. They're just helpless, right? Helpless. We'll just sit here and wait for them to come get us. And kill us, 11 people, uh, until the state comes in and takes care of us, which they didn't, which they couldn't, which they can't. Even in the cities, police can't. They Police respond. They don't prevent anything. The law is supposed to prevent, is supposed to be, you know, um, the preventative measure, Right? all of this that the law is there to prevent people from killing people or assaulting people or whatever um but in most cases the law is a joke the criminals understand that the law is a joke they understand that prison is a joke it's it's camp it's camp for criminals right it's where they all go hang out it's where they all sell their drugs, recruit gang members, um, you know, beat people up, bully people. That's that's what it is. That's what prison is. That's what jail is, right? And uh, so that's, that's, that's it. That's where we are. The state can't fix it. <laughs> the state isn't the answer to any of this. Um, obviously, we do live, and I believe in the rule of law, but our laws need to be fixed. Our laws need to be uh, reformed. We need stronger laws to prevent more people from doing what they're doing. We need stronger sentencing parameters. Um, this idea that you can kill as many people as you can and you still get out in 25 years is a complete joke. Um, Situations like this, these people should be up for the death penalty, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we should bring it back for cases like these. Now, of course, this guy took his own life, but whatever. Good on him. Um, and there needs to be stronger laws so that the criminals don't abuse it. Like this idea that... that uh, more 
gun restrictions, more gun laws are somehow going to stop the criminals. Of course, they won't. The criminals are still going to do what criminals do. They're going to do it with guns. They're going to do it with knives. They're going to do it whatever way, whatever means possible. Because there's really no, um, you know, strong enough punishment. And there has to be. And, and that's another thing I'll let you know, too, in corrections. Um, the sentence in and of itself. So let's say a guy murders his family, uh, his wife and maybe a couple of kids. The sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole for 25 years is the punishment, right? Like there is nothing over and above that sentence <clears throat> that is punishment. Like the incarceration of itself isn't punishment. It's not meant to be punishment. It's not, these buildings aren't created to punish, right? It's, it's, it's camp. It's camp for criminals, right? It's where they all hang out and do what they do. So there's no, there's no punishment built into any of this. And when you're, you know, your justice system is so, is so lax, you know, there's no, <clears throat> there's no uh, prevention, right? And so we're, I mean, you know, criminals do what criminals do. They're going to do it regardless. Um, oh, this dog is really starting to drive me crazy. Hang on a second. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, our whole system needs to be reformed. We need less government. Um, we got to stop this dependence on government. We have to move to less government. We have to move to uh, more self-reliance, more self-determination, more independence, more community. And And this is just another example of how government has failed and will continue to fail as long as we let them. So, uh, we're having trouble streaming to your destination. Oh, okay. Well, let me move that. So I'm presently only streaming to YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and DLive. Uh, I'll be back on Facebook in, I don't know, something like 24 hours or probably Friday, uh, which is good. Uh, we'll see how long I last. Um, I'm gonna, I will upload this episode to Rumble and Odyssey after. Um, but we're starting, the numbers are starting to improve a little bit on, on YouTube. Right now we got 50 people on, or 49 watching on YouTube, so that's good. Uh, I got a thousand subs on YouTube. So if you're watching this, make sure you hit the sub button. Make sure you subscribe and uh, and get the notification bell too. And uh, yeah, so I'm just going to have a look at here what's happening in the chat. Uh, Sask Alberta need Constitution Center of America. Uh, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Uh, we need castle law in our own right to bear arms. Yes, 100% we do. Absolutely we do. Um, yeah, well, that's Facebook, Lynn. That's exactly what they're all about, right? Uh, independence and similar constitution is impossible unless there's a bunch of people with the ball school against the machine. Getting them elected is a hurdle. Yeah, I mean, none of this is easy. Um <laughs> None of it's easy. 
and none of it's going to be easy. It's going to take a hell of a lot of work and a hell of a lot of uh, cultural shifting. Because um, let's face it, the commies have been extremely effective for decades because the rest of us have just ignored what they've been doing. And uh, now we're seeing the fruits of that labor because everything's going to shit. And, and that's on us. You know, we, we allowed it to happen. And uh, here we are. So it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of energy. Uh, I mean, here I am. I find myself in another campaign. Again, trying to use the system as it exists to educate and inform as many people as possible. And, I mean, hopefully I can get elected at one of these times and get into the legislature or parliament so we can start getting the opposing viewpoints into the greater masses so they actually hear what we're talking about. Ah, oh, this dog. I'm going to string it up. This dog is a 14-year-old or 13-year-old border collie who's a little nuts. He's a little touched these days. Here, I think Yannick is coming out to string him up. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to touch base on, on, on the happenings of the Sanderson boys and uh, offer some opinion. Something needs to change, lots needs to change, and uh, some serious reform. And, and it starts with grassroots, it starts with us, it starts with the people. Um, and we have to continue talking about it, we have to continue um, having the conversations. And uh, sometimes the people that, you know, aren't the best for that kind of conversation, but it, it's something we have to continue to do and continue moving the needle on. Uh, none of this, there's no quick fix to any of this. Um, so, but again, it's it's all about smaller government. It's all about self-reliance, self-determination, independence, and community. Again, that's the antidote to a lot of our problems. It's the antidote to globalism. Um, we need smaller government, less dependency on government. And that's not gonna happen overnight because they've had decades to put it in place. So, anyways, how's my mic been tonight? Is my mic good? Does it sound good? I don't know if I need to change anything. Maybe that, I don't know. Doesn't seem like anybody said anything, so I guess it must be good. Anyways, uh, that's going to be a wrap for tonight, you guys. Um, I just wanted to, to touch base on that and add a different perspective to, of course, what the media has got out. And... Uh, well, so that's going to be a wrap. Stay tuned. Uh, I am going to be super busy here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's already the S September 7th. Uh, the election is on the 26th. Um, for those interested that uh, live in Saskatoon, Miwasin, we'll have our signs here, hopefully, at least the first batch by Friday. Uh, we're also hoping to have our pamphlets uh, that we're handing out door-to-door -door by Friday. Uh, all of this stuff takes time, unfortunately, and when Scott Moe dropped the election on us on the 20, whatever it was, 28th, um, you know, we were all on our heels, scrambling to get all of this stuff done. So it's it's finally coming to. Thanks to everybody who's donated to my campaign. Uh, much appreciated. Lots of people from out of province, too, and, and understand that those people... Uh, it's not a tax write-off, so um, it's sort of extra special from folks that, that live outside the province that are still donating and still understand the importance of getting people like me into the legislature so we, there, we can have that voice, that voice of opposition. And, uh, and to those in Saskatchewan that have don donated, thank you very much. Uh, there's been a couple of uh, significant donors that have been an enormous help. I'm not going to name them, um, but thank you very much. You know who you are if you're watching. Um, and so it all helps. 
every little bit helps five ten twenty bucks whatever you got whatever you can uh head over to buffalo party uh buffalo party bpsk.ca uh all donations received by the party within this election time so anytime from the 28th of august to the 26th of september all donations to the party are going to my campaign um so if you're inclined and you want to support my campaign uh greatly appreciate it like i said it all helps and uh we got signs to buy we got pamphlets to buy we got We'd like to do some radio ads. We'd like to uh, do some robocalls. Um, even some mailers would be good. Uh, so it all helps, and it's all necessary if we're going to run an effective campaign. So, uh, so thanks to everyone that's supporting my campaign. It's it's a huge one. I can't tell you how badly I hope to get in, uh, just so we can be that voice and I can throw some tables around in the legislature and and. Uh, shake things up a little bit so anyways that's gonna be a wrap for tonight thanks guys remember globalism bad nationalism good oh i should mention this here this this thing here is new um what happened was <clears throat> i went to that i spoke at the uh fire faith and freedom uh four-day weekend in Moose Jaw, put on by Art Lucier, puts on a phenomenal event, and uh, his organizers, great job. Anyways, there was a lady there that received that from some youngster who who made it, and they she thought that that she should have it, and then later in the evening, that lady thought that I should have it uh, for whatever reason. Um, uh, God called her to do that. So, so I accepted it. And, uh, and that's why it's sitting right there. Cause I said, I will proudly display that, um, on my live streams. So, uh, I can't remember your name, but thank you very much. Uh, that was, uh, that was a great night. I had a great time that night and, uh, it was good to see. Anyways, uh, Cameron says, protect your house, get food and stay away from boosters. Yes absolutely stay away from boosters and uh yes protect your protect your house and uh get food 100 all right thanks guys ciao for now be cool see you next time